Why should you listen to Extraordinary Districts? Hi, this is Karen Chenoweth from the Education Trust, a national education advocacy organization. We have a brand new podcast, Extraordinary Districts. If you're interested in how schools can do a better job than they're doing, we hope you'll listen. But if you're like me, you might want to know more before you commit yourself. So this is a short introduction that I hope will whet your appetite for more. The first thing to say about Extraordinary Districts is that it's a good news story. There are plenty of stories about failures and shortcomings in American education, and we at EdTrust don't shy away from telling them. But we also know that there are educators out there who know how to make schools work for all children, no matter what their background. We have spent more than a decade finding and learning from them, and you can see what we found if you go to our website, www.edtrust.org. Look for high-performing schools. But with this podcast, we're doing something new. We use the podcast format to plunge you deep into three ordinary school districts that get extraordinary results in terms of student achievement. You'll hear directly from superintendents, principals, teachers, students, and some top education researchers who will provide insight into the passion, determination, and smarts that it takes to educate all children, no matter what their background. For example, you'll hear from a superintendent who realized more than 10 years ago that his wealthy, mostly white district was failing its African-American students. It was institutional racism, but with no ill intent. He determined to do something about it, and over the next seven years, succeeded in a way that improved academic achievement for all groups of students. That success propelled the district into the stratosphere of achievement. I suspect you'll want to hear how he and the other educators in his district did that. You'll also hear from the superintendent of a high-poverty district, where third and fourth graders read and do math at levels comparable to some of the wealthiest districts in the country. In a small city in the heart of the Rust Belt, she and other educators in the district talk about their commitment to bringing the best research and practice to the job of educating students and how satisfying success is. The truth is you can really see it, and it's exciting when you do see the, the breakthroughs and when it happens. And finally, we'll go to a large public school district that many had thought was unsalvageable 30 years ago. You'll notice I'm trying to maintain some mystery here about which districts we'll be going to, but here's a hint. In 1987, the then U.S. Secretary of Education declared it the worst district in the country and argued there was no real way to improve it. Since then, a concerted effort by educators, parents, politicians, business people, foundations, universities, researchers, and nonprofit organizations has resulted in remarkable improvement. The story of how that happened holds lessons for districts around the country. A lot of people are highly skeptical that large urban districts, that public education, that neighborhood high schools can actually be doing an effective job in serving students. That is just not true. You might want to know how we identified these three school districts to focus on. After all, there are almost 14,000 school districts in the country. When you decide to look at school districts, it's hard to know where to begin. That's the subject of our first episode, in which I interview Stanford University's Sean Reardon. Reardon led a team that spent upwards of four years analyzing data from almost 12,000 school districts in order to compare them in ways that make sense. 
He talks about how he did his work, what he found, and how his analysis fits into 50 years of education research. I think we can use the data to learn a lot. We can look at, you know, where are the places that serve lots of, uh, where lots of low-income children live, but they're doing much better uh, than you might predict just on the basis of their family backgrounds. What's going on in those communities? That's exactly the question we'll be examining in Extraordinary Districts. On our website, www.edtrust.org slash extraordinarydistricts, we link to an interactive scatterplot created by Reardon and published by the New York Times. Go there and see where your district sits and find school districts that catch your interest. See if the districts you identify are the ones that we focus on. If another district intrigues you and you think we should examine it in the future, tweet to us at hashtag extraordinarydistricts or email me at kchenoweth at edtrust.org and let us know what you think of Extraordinary Districts. We think the folks in these districts have lessons that can provide information and inspiration for educators and others around the country. Let us know if you do too. Oh, and if you don't like mysteries and you want to know right now what the districts we feature are, they're on our website too. You can find the Extraordinary Districts podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on our website, www.edtrust.org slash extraordinarydistricts. This is Karen Chenoweth, and I hope you join us for our remarkable journey through some of the best stories American education has to offer. <laughs>